0: Welcome to Business Therapy, the podcast that explores the intersection of business and mindfulness. In this show, we bring you stories and expert insights on how mindfulness can help you succeed in your career and lead a more fulfilling life. Let's talk about it on Business Therapy.
1: Hey, everyone, welcome back to Business Therapy Episode 68. Today on the show, we're Happy to have Ken Attard with us. Welcome to the show, Ken. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Ken is a mindset coach, and he works with entrepreneurs to get them from frustrated to having fun, is from what I understand of his brief profile. So I'm going to turn it over to him to let him introduce himself, introduce some of the things he's passionate about, and then we're going to dive right into talking about entrepreneurship. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Ken
0: Attard. I'm based i um, on the island of Malta, um, bang in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. And uh, been here for about 44 years, originally from Toronto, Canada. I, I essentially, I help frustrated entrepreneurs to really adapt and pivot their mindset uh, so that ultimately they can actually have the time freedom amongst many other things um, that I believe most entrepreneurs without a doubt begin their, their entrepreneurship. Um, going into it, believing that they actually want to have time freedom, they want to have financial freedom. Yet, so many entrepreneurs end up going down what I call a rabbit hole that they continue to go down. and And the further they go down, and the longer they keep going down, the more difficult um, it can it can be a challenge to get out unless they actually start to understand how powerful it is and uh, how powerful mindset is and when you actually start to understand that the way you are thinking is actually having an effect on each and every result and experience that is happening in your life. And, mm-hmm. and when they can start to actually shift the way they're thinking, it can make such a huge, huge difference. Um, but as I was mentioning to you before, Sam, you know, one of the things that really, like I've been delving into entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years plus myself, I've been delving into personal development pretty well as long, and, and thankfully, slow because it has really helped me during my entrepreneurship to actually shift the way I think and actually get through those difficult moments. Now, this is what I really want to emphasize here is that, you know, as a, a, again, attending events you know, listening, you know, listening to, to podcasts and, uh, you know, reading books. One thing that is amazing to me is, is that, is that we hear over and over, um, how it's emphasized how, you know, being an entrepreneur is something that is going to be, you know, be prepared to make sacrifices, be prepared to be stressed, be prepared for things to be difficult, be prepared to suffer. You know, be prepared to, you know what, your time is all going to be taken up with your business, and you're really not going to have much time for anything else. And this has really just been so ingrained, so ingrained, that it has become a really strong belief for so many entrepreneurs, because that's what they've been taught. You know, and and the amazing thing is this, is that what you have essentially been taught is not necessarily the truth. Because the way I look at things now is this, is is what if your business can actually be fun? What if it can be impactful? What if it can be inspirational? What if it can be fulfilling? What if it could be easygoing? Does that mean that you're not going to have your challenges? Yes, you're going to have your challenges. Yet the way I look at it is this, is that I truly believe that real success is when you understand that you can actually be joyful, enjoy yourself while you're swaying through your challenges, while you're swaying through your, crap, yeah. if you can still be joyful, then that really is success. So this is what I'm all about and what I'm out, the message that I really want to get across.
2: And we love that message here, of course. Uh, but Ken, what are some of the things they're frustrated about? So they go into entrepreneurship, they're expecting to sacrifice, they're expecting to suffer, and then they're frustrated and they're, they're, they're upset. Like, where's the disconnect? What went wrong and, and, and why well, do they need a mindset?
0: Okay, so what I think is essential is this, is when it comes to mindset. So like, let's, let's, let's do it. I, I'm all about making things as simple as possible, as easy as possible. And like I said, challenges will come up. So essentially your are thinking the way you are thinking is going to have an effect on your emotions and how you are feeling. Okay. And let's break it down, break it really simple. Your emotion is either going to be a good feeling or it's going to be a bad feeling to make it really simple. So the way you're thinking is going to create an emotion, that emotion, good feeling, feeling good, feeling bad is going to have an effect on the actions and on your actions and on your behaviors. And then ultimately those actions, those behaviors are going to have an effect on the results and the experiences that that one is having, that an entrepreneur is having. Now, if ultimately I'm not happy with the experiences or the results that I'm getting, whether it's in in, in various areas of my life, my business, whatever it may be, I really have to look at that and say, listen, I'm really not happy with these results, experiences, what do I need to look back at? I got to go back to my thinking and what I'm thinking. And that thinking, again, ties in with your beliefs. Now, essentially what I think happens to many entrepreneurs is this, is that things do come up and we start to look at things and let's say that something not so good has happened. There's a result that we, you know, someone doesn't really doesn't want. They tend to focus on that, let's say, bad thing, that bad result. And there's a huge emphasis on that bad result. Now, I'm not saying not to look at that result and see how you're going to rectify it. Yet, if you continue to look at everything that is bad in your business, you just continue to reap more of that because your focus is moving towards that. The way I like to explain this, many years ago, you know, living on a small island, when some sort of, you know, new um, a new roadway is being built up or whatever, there tends to be uh, an upheaval of people who start to complain about some of the trees that need to be pulled out and so on and so forth, because, you know, being a small island, we don't, we don't have forests. We don't have, so, you know, people say we don't have enough of, you know, trees or whatever. So not too long, about a year ago, year and a half ago, I believe it was, there was a a huge new roadway being built. And there was a, a a lot of upheaval about, you know, the fact that trees were being dug up and we don't have all this stuff. And what was really interesting for me was when I heard about this, is that for me, I began to see trees where I never saw trees before, because <laughs> I started to look around, got curious, and like, like, oh, you know what, there are trees over there. Wait a second, there are trees over there. And it was, to me, it was a great analogy, a great metaphor for life, for business, is that I believe some entrepreneurs continuously look towards where there are no trees, and if they could just shift their focus so this is where the shifting of the mindset comes in If they just shift it, they begin to see the trees, and they begin to see that there are good things going on in their business and they and, and again as they begin to do that they start to reap more of that and you can't continue to look at your problems and expect to find a solution which leads me into another thing that i believe is a is a huge factor when it comes to entrepreneurs Because one of the first things I have to sit, when I'm sitting down with an entrepreneur, one of the first things I I actually need to tell them is you need to stop. You need to slow down. Because, again, another ingrained belief, again, attend any entrepreneurial event, read books, so on and so forth, is that you need to be taking action. Not only that, you need to be taking massive action all the time. You need to be taking action because, you know, if you're not taking action, someone else is, and they're going to they're gonna take a piece of that pie that you're going to miss out on, and you continually need to be taking this massive action, this action. So for so many entrepreneurs, that becomes such an ingrained belief that, believe it or not, if things actually start to go well and start to become a little easier... They actually start to feel guilty because now they're going like, well, I'm supposed to be taking a lot of this isn't supposed to be easy. I was told I have to be I have to suffer to be successful. Because remember, if they've been taught, you know, suffer, sacrifice equals success. Now, all of a sudden, easy, you know, flowing, fun, fulfilling. How can this equal success? And, And this this confusion and this guilt starts to step in. So many times I have to actually tell them, and the same thing with action, you know, they're told to take action, action. So this action, their mind is going all the time, all the time. Mind is going all the time. You know, i got to be, i got to be doing this. i got to be doing this task, this task, you know, they're, they're attempting to rest and they don't rest. They're just thinking, what do I need to be doing tomorrow? What didn't I do today? And I have to actually tell them, stop, slow down. And they're like, but I can't, why slow down? I can't slow down. They're essentially forgetting as well that that slowing down, stopping, is an action in of itself. So it is still taking action, but it's actually slowing yourself down enough that you can actually allow yourself to receive inspiration, to receive the solution you've been looking for. I was talking to Sam before as well, just before, you know, I'm actually on the sister island of Malta, one of the sister islands of Malta, Gozo, which is, which is a, a, a smaller island. It's about 60 square miles in all. And and Sam was, and rightfully so said, oh man, so you have to get away from Malta to go, you know, to, 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 to. and I said, you know what, believe it or not, it is a different energy. It's a slower energy for me. Many times I come here and I could just really, just slow down and inevitably, believe it or not, some sort of business tends to come in without me actually even doing anything. But just by slowing down, you know, when, when entrepreneurs are going fast, going, you know, and not a and, and what they don't realize, and this is part of shifting the mindset, is when you do slow down, you're actually slowing down your brainwaves, allowing space What's that space going to be used for? Well, potentially, like I said, receiving a solution, like getting a new great idea. This is why so many find themselves getting a solution or an idea while they're in the shower, because they're actually in the shower and they allow themselves to slow down and not think about anything else, but just have that shower and boom, the solution comes. So I think this essentially is, are some of the aspects that I truly believe really get in the way of many many entrepreneurs
2: and and how do you suggest so someone's starting a new business there are a bunch of things to be done how do you balance the things that need to be executed versus having allowing space uh, having enough space to be able to make good decisions yeah absolutely absolutely. so great
1: question it's a pacing question just to slide in there you know what is the again because people want to see progress but what is the pace? How do you pace a business or how do you keep that balance? OK, so what I believe is absolutely necessary as well as this, like anything else, it is
0: practice. So understanding. So so one of the first things I like to, to, to tell any entrepreneur, any individual, really, I really believe is, first of all, you have to schedule that quiet time. I think it's essential that one schedule, it because it's very easy for someone to get lost in all of the, that multitude of tasks. Believe me, I've been there and you get, and, and there, are, there's a multitude of tasks that are required to be done. The thing is this though, if, so if you're not gonna schedule and make a decision and say, okay, I'm either gonna start my day with my quiet time, for instance, and say, you know what, I'm actually gonna wake up and, and let's make things really clear. It's not rocket science. Um, if it was rocket science, I would not be the one talking to you about it, <laughs> I promise you. Yet, if you actually schedule and say, you know what, I want to take, I'm going to schedule 15 minutes a day before I actually start a day, which I highly suggest in the beginning of the day, because at that time, you've al- you're already still somewhat slowed down. So rather than, you know, many people, you know, automatically right away, we've got the mobile on, we've got this going on. And, and I understand Because, you know, people have families, you've got kids to take care of, you've got all kinds of stuff. It might involve you saying, you know what, I've made a decision that I'm going to be getting up 15 minutes earlier than I usually do so that I can actually have this quiet time. Or whenever you have whatever could work for you during your day. The key is this, and and this is, I'm I'm going to mention why I believe so often this does not happen. I call it the triple U syndrome, the U being the letter U. And what do I mean by this? I I have come to, to believe without a doubt that your mindset and everybody has it is your superpower. It really is. It will create the results, the experiences that you want in your life. Yet, and, and think about it, mindset for the most part, most people have heard about mindset. Nowadays, I mean, information is available. you, you You have more information available to you in one day than my grandparents could have had available to them in a lifetime. So the information is there. And most people have heard somewhat about mindset and they get intrigued by it. And they might delve into it for a couple of days, for a week. And like I said before, this isn't a matter of... It's It's about, like anything else, it's about consistency. It's about practice. So they hear about it, yet they still underrate it. That's the first U of the Triple U
2: Syndrome. can, they can underrate... What, just so that everyone... So what is the... When you say mindset, what do you mean? Like, what, what is mindset? Ultimately, it is the way you are thinking. What you are keeping top of mind.
0: So like I said, you're thinking creates your emotions. It's a, And they, and and again, making it very simple, it's either gonna create a bad feeling or a good feeling. Good feeling, you go with it. Bad feeling, I gotta look at and say, okay, well, how am I? Now, many, many will stay there. So mindset, when I say mindset, it's really about the way you are thinking and purposefully. When you start to learn how to actually do this, you're doing, you're actually thinking purposefully. You begin to see, let's say, the good, more than you actually start to see the bad. Like I said, it doesn't mean you're not going to have your challenges. It doesn't mean, I mean, if I if I were to say to you that sometimes crap doesn't come up for me, it does. I'd be lying to you. The thing that's different is this, not getting lost in that and actually looking at it and then saying, and actually looking at yourself. So this is where inner work starts to be, take, pl- take place as well. Because I look at myself and I say, okay, what was my part in this? Because I had a part in this, whatever came up. I had my part in this. And I could potentially look back. And again, the thinking ties in with beliefs. And a belief, again, making it very simple, is a thought that you've had over and over and over and over and
2: over again. What would be an example? So somebody's about to start a business. So clearly, they shouldn't be going into it with a mindset of this is going to be terrible. This is going to be suffering and misery, et cetera. What should they like? what would be a uh, the mindset that you would, you know, advise? Like clearly once someone's already down a rabbit hole of, you know, negative thinking, you know, you have to bring them back. But now what would be the ideal way to start, you know, going into the a business? I,
0: so the idea with going, starting into a business, and this is the real cool part, I think, as well as this, is starting off with the fact that, listen, I'm going into this and I really want, I want to enjoy this process. I want to enjoy this journey. As much as a cliche as it is, that is what it's all about. It's about enjoying the process, enjoying the journey through the challenges. Starting your day with appreciation. Listen, you're starting a business. You can right away can say, I appreciate the opportunity to begin this business that maybe someone else hasn't had at this point in time. I appreciate that I'm going to be going through a process, and I appreciate the fact that there are going to be challenges, yet I'm going to look at these challenges as growth spurts. That's the way I look at a challenge. This is a growth spurt. This is a time for me to learn, to enjoy, and, and, and essentially this is where anyone's starting off. If they're starting off with already someone instilling into them that, listen. This doesn't need to be all sacrifice. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a a moment or two throughout your day. It's okay. And not only that, we start start to teach them how they can actually design their life around their business. Not design their business around their life. If I made that clear, make make sure I made that clear. So you're designing your life the way you want it, and now your business is going to intertwine with the way you are designing the way you want your life. For myself, for instance, it's not conventional that usually I'll do some work on a Sunday, because then during the week a lot of times I decide that a Tuesday I take it a little easier, or I decide that, and I can make I can make a decision and say, you know what, I want to create the turnover that I want to create on a four-day week, for instance. And I make that decision, and I set that intention, and I start to create that. So right from the get-go, when I'm working with someone new, which I love working with new entrepreneurs as well, I can start to instill to them, listen, you can design your life the way you'd like it. This does not have to be a struggle. And I think this is key, and I think key is the appreciation part. Because many many will take things for granted, whether you like it or not. I mean, you, you may never appreciate the fact that you wake up in the morning and you just had a good night's sleep on a solid bed and, you know, be appreciative of your pillow. Be appreciative of the fact you got food in the fridge, that you have a fridge, that, you know, all of these small things are really big. And I think this is what's key is that from the get-go, they start to see that it doesn't have to be what so many have ingrained. It can be different, and once they start to understand that, what you're doing is you're switching the neural pathway. So now we've created a new neural pathway where they go, "Oh, business, I can connect that with fun." Oh, uh, you know, and then tying, you know, we're going to tie in values with all of that. What's most important to them? Because if you're telling me that freedom is really important to you and that's a high value for you. Well, you what you know, your decisions that you're going to be making are going to be based on freedom. Now, I don't know if a twenty hour day, seven days a week, is congruent with the freedom that you say. It doesn't mean that there may be times when you're going to be putting in that that extra, let's say, time, because that might be necessary for a short period of time, without a doubt, because again, when it comes to balance, and you mentioned this. You know, balance is not a matter of, you know, it's always balanced equally. You know, your, your relationships, your wealth, your spirituality, your health, and it's all, you know, 20% each, you know, and and it's not always like that. There's some times where the balance moves towards, you know, 70% your, your, your business. You know, right now it acqui- requires that, you know, and, and there are times where you, then you realize and you go, oh, wait a second, this happened to me many years ago. Like I remember when my first daughter was born, my daughter, my first daughter, she's my only daughter, <laughs> uh, was born. Like, and I, and I was an avid, you know, I, 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 uh, a bodybuilder, I, I was at a training very regular and my daughter was born, you know, my mindset and I'm going back. So just to give you an idea, my daughter's 30. So I'm going back and, 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 and I'm saying, okay, my daughter's my top priority now. Okay. So this is every, and I stopped. And I, 12 years, I did not go to a gym until I had this epiphany because I was saying, I'm doing this for my family, right? I'm doing this for my daughter. And then I had this epiphany I'm going to be totally useless to my, to my family, to my daughter, if I'm dead, <laughs> they're going to be useless. I got to take care of myself. And I think, and I think as well, entrepreneurs sometimes tend to forget that, you know, they're getting caught up in all the tasks and taking care of all of these things and potentially forgetting to actually take care of themselves. And ultimately, they end up uh, empty. They end up, up, you know, we'll talk about burnout. They end up empty. They can't give anymore. Well, they can't give anymore because they got nothing to give. Sam, if I want to give you an apple, I got to have an apple first. John, if I want to give you an apple, I got to have an apple first. I can't give you what I don't have. And, and, And then on top of that, Things are popping into my head as I'm speaking here. You know, on top of that, the, you know, they they entrepreneurs as well get caught up in the fact that they think that the end result that they're moving towards is what's gonna give them the success. And that never happens because they will they will achieve what they want, they potentially want to achieve. Yet if you've been totally miserable the whole way, first of all, that's going to push your goal further away. You can't have a satisfactory result while having an unsatisfactory journey.
2: It, well, it, it, it the just, result is off. If it, the result is if if the, the objective they're seeking is something like success, but meanwhile their whole life passed them and, yeah, and I, well, know, that, that's the, the point of, I'm
0: coming to. Perfect. Right. That's the point I'm coming to, is that that success that they're looking for if you want to call it it's an external validation is all it is so if you're saying you know when i achieve six figures i'm now successful it's just an external validation that will be very very short lived no different than you know buying the latest mobile phone or buying the latest whatever gadget it is it's very short short lived now Let's not make any mistake here. I have no problem with all of those material things, the wealth, earning all of that. All I'm saying is it's not that that you want to be attached to because that is not going to give you that, that, that satisfaction, that it's not going to give you prolonged satisfaction. And also in between, if, if you can only be happy when you get there, then in between what's going to happen? So this is where, again, more internal work of un- and understanding about enjoying that journey, enjoying this moment. So many people talk about their purpose and, li- and they're in search of this purpose in life. And many, a number of years ago, I heard, I was listening to Eckhart Tolle speak and he said something and it stuck with me and I said, oh, this is fantastic. This is brilliant because he was talking about purpose. And, and essentially, my purpose in life right now, this moment, is to have this conversation with you guys and and with the listeners. That's my purpose in life now. And if I can be fully present here right now and saying this is my purpose, and then when I move from this task and I move on to the next thing, and that could be a conversation with my daughter, that's my purpose in life right now. And I'm present there and I'm having that's my purpose. And I'm moving on to it and I'm going to have a conversation with an employee. That's my purpose. So. You know, and now as an entrepreneur, my next task is to, is to whatever that is, that's my purpose right now. And as we become more and more present in that moment, enjoying that moment, associating that with my purpose in life right now, the bigger purpose, I believe, will
2: begin to unfold on its own. So you don't necessarily need to set that that, that goal uh, at the end of the day. Then that will reveal itself that will manifest as you. Well,
0: well, uh, you want, you still want to set your goal. You're still going to want to set your goals. Now, what I like to say is this though. So, you know, and set your goals and breaking down your goals, breaking them down smaller so that they're smaller chunks, that they're more achievable and not because they're more achievable. So tying in with the feeling good and feeling bad. Sometimes people set really big goals, which are wonderful. They're fine. Yet if you've just left that there, that can have a tendency to have a reverse effect because it's not actually making you feel good because you're going, it seems so far away. I still have so much more to do to accomplish that, and now I'm not feeling really good about myself. So it almost negates that goal and keeps you from achieving it. Yet if I break it down and now I say, okay, this is my next step, this is much more achievable, now I can feel good about that. And, and again, I'm going to say this very much so when it comes to the goals, when you tie in the goals, is it's that attachment. I think it's the attachment that is crucial not to have. Because it's not that final goal that is going to make you happy. It's now. It's a choice. And it's, and again, the way you're shifting and noticing, you know, for yourself going through your everyday tasks and recognizing, hey, look, you know, the sun is shining today. or. You know what? Look at that. It's raining today. Look at this. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's it's really interesting how even here, like we get a lot of sun here in Malta, you know, the minute it rains, we have a saying in Maltese where we actually, I, I guess you could even in English, but it's almost like this is really ugly weather once it's raining. Like who decided that? Who decided that rain is ugly and sun is beautiful? Those are ingrained beliefs. Now, if I can turn that around and realize, you know, whatever the weather is, <laughs> you know, I can I can make this really well. I can feel good about it. And this is the, this is the idea. For me, it's all about an entrepreneur and an and individual and ultimately an individual, you know, understanding that if, if they can get themselves by using their mindset and the way they're thinking to feel good more often then they're actually feeling bad. They're doing a good job. They're moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And the more often they become start to feel good, the more good they're actually going to see, the more good is going to be created. Because ultimately, you're a transmitter. And what you're transmitting out into the universe,
1: you're receiving back. Sure. And on the mindset piece, because to me, there's a question about certainly having a more positive mindset creates positivity in your life. But also some of the techniques you're mentioning, even if you had a negative attitude about them, they're still going to objectively get you a more productive result, right? I mean, the idea that you need to create more space for processing, that you need to focus more on more present goals and just be more present in general. This type of mindfulness, I just wanted to ask, the question I'm trying to ask you is, it's almost separate from mindset in some ways, because having a positive mindset is going to help your life become more positive generally, but if you take on some of these habits, regardless of mindset, you should be, become a more productive entrepreneur and a more productive person, ultimately. I mean, would yeah, you agree? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I would agree that there
0: are going to be, so, so it would be, the way I would look at it is this, is that how, I'm, how am I looking at these pro- processes? Because if I'm looking at a process and I'm saying, I'm doing this process for the sake of being more efficient. It, it could still be somewhat. like I mean, there are some mundane tasks that are done <laughs> that have to be done. Sometimes that I can look at it and I can be I can be completely frustrated that I actually have to sit down and do this process. And I and and it's still it's and it's going to it's not going to help me to be efficient. Yet, if I can reframe it and start to look at okay, this process is necessary. This. I, I, it is what it is, and it, it is essential that it is done now. So now I can shift and start to say, okay, this process is a part of the bigger picture. I can start to, you know, this is, and, and I can feel good about it. I can feel good about it. How many times are there administration tasks, for instance, and, and, and an entrepreneur? Because they, and again... As an entrepreneur, 99.9%, some of these tasks, they're going to delegate to others. They're going to pass on to others so that it can be more efficient as well, because they're potentially a lot of times visionaries and and they want to see. Yet if I am in my early stages and I'm still doing, let's say, most of these tasks, again, I I can decide to really enjoy doing these tasks, which is going to help me to be more efficient anyways. It's sort of like... I don't know, a, a kid who's going to school and they're complaining about going to school and there's a you know, whatever it may be. Yet at the out end, you know, they, and, and it's sort of like saying to the kid listen, if you just go through it and you actually do what you have to do, that it's going to make the process be over much quicker right? Rather than, you know, having to do this again and having to do this again. It's just going to help the process be much quicker. And what I believe as well with when it comes to the mindset aspect, Sam, is that when we start to look at things like this, we actually become more efficient, especially when we're allowing inspiration to be received. Because like I said, there are a lot of people being busy doing nothing too. Like some people just really want to be busy for the sake of being busy because it looks like they're being, you know, I'm busy. So Uh, You know, that means I'm that equals success because I'm busy. Yet, for the most part, you know, you don't have to be that busy to be successful. You have to be, there's a difference between action and inspired action. So yes, without a doubt, if you apply these processes, you are going to be more efficient. My point would be enjoy those processes. So rather than just doing those processes for the sake of doing those processes and being potentially frustrated going through them, I would say okay how can I find
2: enjoyment in this as well but I could imagine saying I'm appreciative of having the opportunity to do these processes because and and have this opportunity for this business etc and and have that mindset but are you suggesting that if someone doesn't like to engage in a very specific activity that they rewire their their mind to say I do like this
0: no, not at all. Not at all. I wouldn't say they have to say they like it. No. First of all, I would not encourage someone to do something they don't like. <laughs> well, I would they're... definitely not encourage anyone to do anything like it. I mean, without a doubt, if, if you are, you know, in a business of something that you really, truly love doing, you have a much, much bigger chance. It's almost impossible not to be successful in it. It's almost impossible if you truly love what you're doing. Are there times that potentially we need, we need to do stuff that is not our favorite thing to do? Yes, that happens, especially in the beginning of an entrepreneur's life. I mean, potentially they're doing a lot of the stuff. <laughs> Am I a big fan of doing tech stuff? Not at all. But yet there was, there was a learning curve where, where, where I, I started to learn some of that stuff. I know my, my, my personal limitations on those. And then I come to a point where I say, okay, I'm not really enjoying this as much as I like to. How can I potentially delegate this? Can I actually hand this over to someone? And that, again, that's just going to make your business more efficient in the process. So I would never suggest to someone that you have to love something that you don't love. Absolutely not. Absolutely Mm -hmm.
1: not. As a result, though, sometimes, especially you coach people and you consult on mindset, you find somebody who is in a business that they've started that they fundamentally don't like they have they come to this realization they maybe got into it because they thought hey this is a get rich quick scheme or this is something that you know i want the result but i don't want to do the process i don't want to do the journey in those cases, because we're in total agreement, people should be aligning with what they like to do. That's sort of a foundation for success. What do you tell people? Because at that point, the mindset would then encourage them to probably leave that business. Uh, what does that situation look like? Have you run into it and how do you process it? Yeah. So potentially what what, what I think would be absolutely
0: vital, and, and again, with an entrepreneur beginning, I would absolutely start with this as well, is to start to identify what the core values of that individual is and the core values of that business because more often than not what simply has happened is that the core values have been compromised so 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 for instance um like i said you know let's use honesty let's use honesty it could be a core value of someone they 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 they, they, they say that they, they they want to be an honest but they're, they're an honest. that's core value for them yet they're finding that in the business that they're in the industry, they're not, they're finding themselves in situations where it's, and, and they're, and they're not sticking to their core values. They're actually compromising them. And more often than not, I believe that this is what's happened in, in they, they find themselves in an industry or in a business that they're not enjoying it because they've been compromising their core values. Now, can they bring their decisions back to be aligned with their core values? so that now they're taking their business potentially in a slightly different direction, so that it is in line with their core values, that can make a huge difference. Decisions where sometimes someone has to pull out of a business, depending where they are add in it, yeah, that sometimes is is, is something that might need to be done as well, without a doubt. But more often than not, I believe it's that that's what it is, is that those core values have been compromised. Mm-hmm.
2: And what would you say to someone, let's say they haven't been to the gym in 12 years and they know they'll feel better if they go, but they can't convince themselves that they want, you know, that they want to be exercising right now. So they want the result. They know it's good for them, but how, what kind of mindset, how, how would you help somebody with their mindset in that scenario?
0: Well, the first question that I would ask them, and, and this is a really important question, I believe, as simple as it is, Yet it it baffles people sometimes. Is, is it, what do you want? Like what is it you want? So so and, and I get them to start to answer. What is it they want? So you know they want to they want to feel good about themselves. They want to they want their body to they want to be healthy. I want to see uh, you know why is it that you you know want to be healthy. Uh, Again, it's going to tie in with their core values because many times, you know, like someone might say, you know, because I want to be able to keep up with my kids. I want to be able to enjoy my kids. Well, now I can start to get them to vision because this is the thing as well. Like, I mean, every thought we're having, um, you know, every thought we're having is represented uh, by a picture, by a movie, Um, many more often than not. And this is very key as well. Internal auditory, what people are saying to themselves. Right? So if I were to ask you right now, what's the color of your front door, you both have to bring up a picture or a movie of your front door to be able to tell me that color. Now, more often than not, what's happening to individuals, there could be an individual saying, you know, they want to to go to the gym, but they're bringing up a picture of them suffering at the gym. That's not going to get them to go towards the gym. Mm -hmm. Right? So I might want to take it a step further and, and get them to actually see themselves and how they're going to feel after they've done the first session at the gym and how they're going to feel afterwards, right? So they start to visualize that. They start to see that. They start to see what they're going to start to see in the mirror. They're going to start to see themselves with more vitality. I can also take them the other way as well. So this is what we call potentially uh, an away from and a towards to. And some people need a huge away from to actually start going towards what they want. Like I can and I could be rough. But, you know i want to get the result i might say to them okay so you really want to be the 40 year old couch potato who can't get off off the sofa and enjoy your kids and enjoy your wife or husband or and you know and you know can't you can't can't do your business and and now all of a sudden you can't keep up with your business because you can't do the tasks and and now you're 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 going towards bankruptcy and now your family is breaking apart and, and i just made them so if if i know that family is a high value i might i might have had a conversation with them to realize what the core values are for them so that it's really hurting now i won't leave them there then i'll turn them around and take them in the direction where they want to go and say now could you imagine if actually you started to go to the gym slowly but once, once, twice a week, and you and you started to improve, and you started to knock off a bit of weight, and you started to feel more better about yourself, and you started to look good, and you started to feel good in your clothes. And now, you know, you're really enjoying your family, and your business is thriving, and taking them and making them really strong towards to, And then, bam, now they have this vision, and we can actually, even with those, we can create some anchors where I've worked with athletes to get them in a state where they just... You know they're going to go into a race and they know exactly what the best race they ever had what they heard what they saw how they felt and they can just touch their fingers together because they've created an anchor boom and they're in that state and they're ready for the next race just like someone go on stage speak whatever it may be just putting people in a different state so this is what it's all about is changing their state so now they can move towards the goal they want to go
2: and i guess knowing why they're racing well (laughs) They're going to
0: know why. Well, and again, it's the goal, right? They're going to know why. You know, what? One of the questions as well is, you know, what do you want? You know, right? And why do you want to achieve that? What's it going to give you? And again, with no attachment. You know, if you don't get to that ultimate goal of the, you know, the ultimate body
1: that you want, it's okay. You're beautiful the way you are already. It's perfect already. And with that ken i want to thank you for sharing a lot of wisdom with us today and with the audience do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to impart uh to the audience well i the what i would like to impart is this uh,
0: what i was just touching on right now is this and i like to say this to every single individual because there's some individuals potentially being really hard on themselves um you know possibly on the fence whether they should go for it not go for it some seasoned entrepreneurs who might be Saying to themselves, you know, wow, I am really far down the rabbit hole or, you know, how am I going And and essentially I'd like to impart with this is this, is that you are exactly where you are meant to be right now. You're listening to this for whatever reason, and there is a reason why you're listening to this. You are beautiful the way you are, you know, with, there's nothing to fix. There's just some behaviors maybe to shift, to change, so that now you start to create different results, different experiences. Be gentle with yourself. If you were assisting a friend and they were going through a difficult time, how would you speak to them? More often than not, we would speak to a friend in a
1: really gentle manner. Make sure you're speaking to yourself in the same way. Ken, that's a beautiful closing thought. Thanks again for coming on the show. We really appreciate having you. My absolute pleasure. Thanks. And for those of you listening, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week on Business Therapy. Take care.